So what's as small as a pinhead and can make you feel sick or even crazy? Well, this is a can't miss episode that every single human being on the planet needs to listen to. I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're going to be talking about Lyme disease, tick-borne illness. It's going to freak you the heck out, but this is so important to listen to because you just don't know about Lyme disease, and you just don't know how those little buggers can mess up and derail a life. Well, if you're new to this podcast, it's going to be okay with Dr. Roseanne. I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm all about natural solutions for mental health and mental wellness. And we're going to talk about how Lyme disease impacts the brain. I have been working with individuals with, at the time, we called it chronic Lyme disease. We still call it that, but it's everything's basically pans, people. But I started working with individuals with Lyme disease in 1997, peeps. And when I first started working with a young man, I can just see him in my head. (laughs) He, I was working in a school, he had a port and he had Lyme disease. And I thought, what the heck is this Lyme disease? Like, I thought you just took some antibiotics and it went away. But he had anxiety, he had social anxiety, he had school phobia. He had cognitive processing problems. He had attention problems. He had a lot of things that a lot of the kids that I was working with in the 90s in one of the largest high schools in my state had. And my mind just went, holy moly. I know a lot of other kids like this kid. We'll call him James. I don't remember what his name is, but we're going to call him James. And that just opened my door. And I was working privately not long after that. And of course, if you know my story, I started getting kids that were complex, that were layered, were treatment resistant. All the kids that I love now, because I don't think that anybody can improve. I think everybody can get better. I think it's a cop out when you go to places and they're like, sorry, uh, can't help you unless people aren't doing the work. Okay. You know, if you come here, you got to do the work and the story. And if you're not nice, we don't want you. We don't care what your problem is, but we just want the right attitude to the problem. We know that we're going to teach you how to do the, the right kind of work. So Lyme disease, how does it impact the brain? And, you know, we do talk a lot about this in our natural parenting solutions group. So if you're listening, you can go to drrosanne.com forward slash group. Or you can go over to Facebook, Natural Parenting Solutions, because we want to know. So what is Lyme disease? There's neurological Lyme. What are the stages of Lyme? What's the connection between tick-borne illness and Lyme and mental health? And guess what? At the end, we're going to talk about how to prevent all of this, because you can actually do some things to prevent getting tick-borne illness and having it impact your brain, your body, and derail your flipping life. And if you don't know my story, I have a son, Max, who's 18, and he was bitten by a tick at 22 months. And I had already been working with individuals for nine years with Lyme. And I realized he had been bitten by a tick and it really impacted him in a lot of negative ways. And I had access to only the best people in the world. And it still has been, you know, a hellish journey 
that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. But what is Lyme disease, right? So Lyme disease is when a typically a tick, it can actually be vector borne. I don't want to freak you out, but spiders can carry it and a bunch of other things. But let's just stick to ticks for right now, because I think that's all people's brains can handle. But typically a tick and bites a person. And let me just explain the bite, because there's a lot of misconceptions about this. And that's why this is an important episode you need to listen to. So number one, it bites. When it attaches, it empties the contents of its stomach to the person, to the host. And whatever is in there passes. The tick does not need to be engorged. It does not need to be on there 24 hours. It can happen instantly. Signs of Lyme disease is one type of tick-borne infection, but there are actually multiple. Bartonella, Babesia, Lurichiosis. There's a ton of them. I can't even go, go on and on and on and on. And there's some that can kill you right away. It can impact you immediately. One of my soul sister, Nikki, my doctoral sister, her daughter had symptoms within 30 minutes of a tick bite. 30 minutes. Um, I've heard of this, but typically most of the time it's within days or weeks. Also know that it can live in the system and you can show no signs for months or years. And that's part of the confounding issues around it and part of misinformation. So really important. It bites, it transmits you and whatever is there, it can attack the brain. It can attack the body typically goes at, goes into the joints as well. But you don't have to have joint symptoms. You can have neurocognitive. When you are talking about Lyme, we're talking about stages. So there's early Lyme and there's late disseminated. And early Lyme is when it can happen right away, typically days and weeks. And if you're lucky, you feel like terrible. You feel terrible. You get a fever. You know, not everybody does, but you're lucky. Then you're like, wait a second, I better figure out what's going on. And you get some help. But that's just not typically what happens. And most people think you have to have a rash and that it is, you know, a spiral shaped rash. That's just a bullseye is the research says that it's anywhere from 12 to 30 percent have a bullseye. That's it. So just because you don't have a bullseye, just because you don't have a fever does not mean you have a tick, don't have a tick-borne infection. And certain strains carry symptoms that are more prevalent, right? So lurichiosis will tend to have a high fever. So those people tend to get treated right away because it's you feel terrible. Like you feel people, you know, I remember my dad was like, this Lyme disease, you know, Tony, Tony, 84-year-old Tony. And just so you know, where I live, I'm not Dr. Roseanne. I'm the daughter of Tony. When I go out, people stop me and say, oh, are you the daughter of Tony Capana? He's like a celebrity because he's he's the hot ticket, if you can imagine. But he got Lyme and he had fever. And, you know, he was like, oh, this Lyme disease is terrible. I mean, I, now I get how Max feels. I was like, OK, dad, you got to get it. You know, he's like... He tries his best. He's very loving. But when you have these stages, right? So early stages, people sometimes they get treatment, they get better. But late stage Lyme can happen as early as two weeks, people. Two weeks. And it gets in there and you can have a variety of symptoms. You can have brain fog, fever, the rash, ADD, joint problems. You can have cardiac problems. One of our beautiful, beautiful long-term staff, Katya, super healthy, like 
as healthy as healthy can be. She got cardiac Lyme in her late 30s and almost died and was in ICU for 10 days. So it can happen. It can happen to healthy people. We don't know why it attacks one person and not another, why one person has it in their system and it does no disruption. So neurological Lyme is when it affects the nervous system. And that's when you really get to see in terms of PAN. So in PANS, tick-borne illness is one of the most common reasons why people have PANS, which is a misdirected immune response. The body creates all this inflammation. That's what neurological Lyme is, right? It affects the nervous system, but you have all this inflammation. And that leads to neurocognitive and neuropsychiatric symptoms. If you haven't seen my video on brain fog, it's a great video. It's up on YouTube and we can talk more about that. And if you want to listen to the episode with Dr. Lauren Lee Stone about pans and pandas and treatment for it, I highly recommend it. She also does work with Lyme. But you can have so many mental health symptoms. And let's talk about the connection between all of these tick-borne illnesses. And then I promise you, we're going to talk about how to prevent this. I'm going to tell you the number one thing you can do to prevent Lyme disease. Super important. And I wish more people knew about it. But there is a big connection between anxiety, depression. There is a colleague of mine who did research, and God bless her. She was a psychiatrist specializing in adolescent bipolar. And she had a client who went on antibiotics for known case of Lyme disease. And lo and behold, his bipolar went away. So Dr. Rosalie Greenbaum is her name. She went and did testing uh, research, and she found that 89% of her population with bipolar had one or more tick-borne illnesses. And she, she started treating with antibiotics. And for the first time, those kids were getting better. Unbelievable. You know, another research study that was done in January of 2021, and it's in my book, It's Going to Be Okay, talked about how these kids who are diagnosed with pans and pans. Again, they can have multiple infections, but many of them have Lyme. When they were given psychiatric medication, worsen. Lyme disease is an infection. It also has a toxic component. Most people with chronic Lyme disease have issues with detoxification. I talk a lot about that. A great blog about MTHFR. Please read that. Read my book. It has a whole section on what to do with detoxification. That means toxins are going back into the system. So people with neurological Lyme tend to have the infections. And guess what? Once you get Lyme, everybody else wants to come to your party. COVID wants to come. Bart, other tick-borne illnesses like Bartonella and, and Babesia, they, they all want to be there. You know, Epstein-Barr herpes 6, which is just a regular cold, and they just start taking down and then mold gets there. And that's like the nail in the coffin. doesn't mean you can't get better. We have to look at, you know, what are the symptoms? So I have almost exclusively every single person who comes here with OCD has infectious disease and tick-borne illness is a part of it. Hey there, Dr. Roseanne here, and I'm excited to tell you about my school accommodations guide, which I believe can be a game changer for parents and caregivers of children with special needs or mental health and behavioral challenges. As a parent myself, I understand how challenging it can be to navigate the complex world of IEP and 504 accommodations. That is exactly why I created this guide to 
provide you with the information you need to advocate for your child's rights and to ensure they're getting the right support that they need to be able to succeed academically, behaviorally, socially, emotionally at school. I've done the work for you and you have accommodations for over 30 common issues that affect learning. This 80-page guide, you're just going to have a directory that you need to flip through and find exactly the right modifications and accommodations that your child needs. I'm passionate about helping children and their families, and I truly believe this guide can make a difference in the lives of those who use it. That's why I'm offering it completely free. So if you want to make sure your child is getting the best possible education and support, head over to www.drrosanne.com forward slash 504 to download the ultimate school accommodations guide today. I can't wait to hear how this helps you and your child. Let's talk about the number one thing you can do to prevent Lyme disease, because I think that's really important. But just as a recap of the signs and symptoms that you can see is you can see everything from ADD-like symptoms, anxiety, depression, OCD, brain fog, memory issues, headaches, elimination problems, autism diagnoses. I mean, there really runs the gamut of the things you can see. And please know, just like PANS, you can have a pre-existing condition that worsens. And sometimes Lyme kind of falls more in that autoimmune encephalopathy component where it's a waxing and waning. It's not a dramatic increase or a sudden onset. But if it's a sudden onset, then we, we would also call it PANS. And PANS does not have an age limit. If you love and care uh, about anybody who seems to show these things, absolutely find somebody who can support you. And you can, there's, um, you can go to ILADS, you can go to Aspire.care, you can go to Epidemic Answers. And we certainly support people of every age. I have a lot of individuals who are elderly who come to me with Lyme disease and we're able to support their nervous system because it's neurological Lyme, right? So let's talk about the number one thing you can do to prevent Lyme disease. And, you know, if you're listening, I would love to hear what people have to say and what they think it is. Number one thing you can do is take a shower immediately after being outside for any reason. I don't care. Not the woods, people, the grass, being near the grass. (laughs) And we'll talk about that. So 59% reduction in Lyme disease if you take a shower immediately after being outside. Really, really important. Everybody thinks a tick check is going to do it. If it's the size of a pinhead, I don't know how you're going to see it. Like, and you know, I got freckles. Like, how are you going to see it? You got darker skin. How are you going to see it? You know, unless you got like pure alabaster white skin, I just don't know. So that's really important. Take a shower immediately, wash your hair. And here are some other tips for you. So my friends at Lime Connection, which I'm one of their advisors, they do something called the BLAST protocol. And some great tips are besides a shower, you can use deep-based spray. I'm sorry, it's easier to, to move that out. But you can also use permethian which is not a neurotoxin for humans. It's crushed chrysanthemum and it doesn't wash out. So the Hodge crew, because, you know, we live wherever, you know, the worst place you can live, Connecticut, named after Lyme, Connecticut for tick-borne illness. We have clothes that you wear outside and they're sprayed 
And my boys always knew from the littlest, littlest ages, youngest ages, that they had to wear those clothes, derobe. <laughs> I almost want to say de-louse when they came in and put their stuff in a plastic container and then take a shower. Those clothes needs to be washed immediately if you can. If not, leave them in the, the container. And then it's high heat. So high heat kills the ticks. Really important. Another tip, don't ever use a chemical-based spray with essential oils. The essential oils act as a carrier of the brain. The chrysanthemum, the the promethium can be sprayed on your shoes and clothing. You're not putting it on your skin. It's okay to put the essential oils on your skin, but a deep-based spray and essential oil should not be used together. Really, really important. And then just what can you do at home? So we have a clear cut backyard. There are no trees in our backyard and it's fenced. If you can't put up a fence, you have to try to clear a space as much as you can. And ticks do not like to cross mulch. So you can do a mulch moat. <laughs> Hilaria Baldwin said that. And I, I love that. I think it's a great idea. That can be incredibly helpful. You also want to be very careful with your dog's peep. Dogs are one of the biggest carriers of ticks inside of the house. So you want to protect them too. Like where we live, all my friends' dogs die from Lyme disease. You know, you got to protect your fur babies. So prevention is really important. And then if you're bitten by a tick, you know, there are things you can do. And you want to always check with your physician And, you know, there are things that I recommend. We talk about it in our Facebook group. If you want to join our Facebook group, drrosanne.com forward slash group. But prevention, taking a shower, not ignoring the signs. If you got bitten by a tick, you knew you were tested positive, you didn't know you were tested positive, please know there's no single test that is absolutely the shizzle that's going to tell you. It's a clinical diagnosis. So many myths, so many things that go on, but you want to make sure you pursue it. And how we work with people with infectious disease that affects mental health is we calm the brain, regulate the nervous system. And, you know, we work with people where it's active, where you know you've had an infection and you've gotten to 70 or 80% and you have all these neurological, neuropsychiatric symptoms. That's probably the most common case that we get. But sometimes more and more as people find me, they want to come in before. I'm not a medical provider, but I work with medical providers. My job is to support the nervous system and it's called psychoimmunology so that we can better regulate the nervous system So the nervous system can do its job in healing. So Lyme disease and chronic Lyme disease and PANS are very real conditions. They are things that impact the nervous system. They cause inflammation. And holy cow, do they derail lives. A lot of times people have no idea that this is what is driving the mental health issues of their child, you know, young children. And and who are the biggest age groups who have Lyme disease? We know through research. Remember. Everything with me is research. Boys, age 5 to 10. Boys, age 10 to 13. And their fathers, I think it's like 45 to 51. Those are the three biggest age groups. You don't have to be in the woods. You can be in the grass. And it is at every continent except Antarctica. Yeah, it's happening in places like hot places like Florida. Yeah, it's happening in 
cold places like Canada. And people are not getting the right treatment. There are 14 states that are endemic where it is really just at a high level. Whenever people fly in to see me and they see, you know, oh, this is Connecticut. There's so much nature. I'm like, watch out for the ticks and really be really careful and take that shower. So hope this is informational. If you love or care about anybody who you suspect is affected, please share this episode with them. We don't have enough people who are explaining and supporting and loving up. And this is really, really important to teach people about it. And you can always join our Facebook group, drrosanne.com forward slash group. Or if you're looking for a solution, you can take our solution matcher and go to www.drrosanne.com forward slash apply and you'll get a solution matcher because we use we have a device com pmf that supports a nervous system that is specifically designed for infections and toxins so i hope this was informative i hope i did scare you to change your routine a little bit and i hope that there are people here that you're like wow they need help and we just got to get them to the right help it's all about getting the right help the right time Wherever you are in your parenting journey is exactly where you need to be, sending you a lot of love and support. Parenting is hard and there are so many ups and downs. Just know that no matter what is going on with your kid and family, even if they have Lyme disease or pans and pandas, it's going to be okay. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at.